I was looking for a, a modern comparison for the kingdom of God for this homily. It's not because I want to be original, it's because Jesus was original. And he took examples of everyday's life so people could understand what he was talking about. And that is why he speaks about the mustard seed because they were familiar with that and about the, the living bread because they were familiar with that. And I don't want to be reverent, but the kingdom of God can be compared to COVID-19. Why? Because it's deadly? No. Because it has to be contagious. That is why. And we have to understand this very well. Because that part of being agents of contagion is our task. Every one of us has to do that. Remember, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus sends the apostles to preach to the whole world. It's not to Israel, it's to the whole world. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is our task. How are we going to do that? With words? No with life. Words are very easy. And we all can talk a lot. We are masters in talking. And in using beautiful words and things like that. But when it comes to life, we understand that there has to be a consecration and a total dedication to this vocation to the baptismal vocation of spreading the gospel. And that is very demanding. Very demanding. What is it that it demands? Our whole life? It's not just half of it. It's not just a little bit. No, it's everything. And that is why it is worthwhile. Let's put another comparison about this being worthwhile. That is Kate, the spoiled brat of the family. He ruins three, four cars a year. And what is the thought? Oh, daddy will give me more. That is not the way it is with the gospel. Because I'm not going to have another life after I give up my life for the gospel. The other life that I'm going to have is heaven, and that's it. Nothing else. So it's about consecration. It's not about just using things and living them 
because they are not useful anymore. No, the gospel, the kingdom of God is always useful. This is how we turn our happiness. It's been with Jesus forever. The question that we have to answer is, are we looking for that? And we are looking, if we are looking for that, we have to take care of the consequences. And the consequences are everything for Jesus. If we want to review this attitude, let's go back to the Gospels. And let's see how is every encounter of people with Jesus Christ. What is it that Jesus asks, first of all? What do you want me to do for you? Second question, do you believe that I can do that for you? Third thing, go and sin no more. And that is what has to happen with us. Let us try to be better every day. Once Pope Francis said, we have to be saints. But it's not that Francis is so original, no. The one who said that in the first place was Jesus. The second one was Paul. What is it that Paul says when he writes to the communities in the primitive church, to the saints of the church of so-and-so? It means to those who have consecrated their lives completely. And remember that in the primitive church and not so primitive, up to the fourth, fifth centuries, what happened with people who came to the church? They, a lot of times, procrastinated baptism till the moment of death because they knew perfectly where the once baptized, they could sin no more. So my brothers and sisters, at the moment of death, we're going to be already baptized. What is going to be the account of our administration? The administration that has to be done in love, only in love. Jesus is not asking for anything else. Just love, that's it. Does it take everything from us? Have you even, have you, have, have we even tried to love, really love, and to accept the consequences of love? The consequences of love are just one. My love is not mine anymore. And that hurts. And thank God that's hurt, that hurts. Because that cross hurt too.